Welcome to the Church Digital Podcast, powered by Stadia Church Planting. Through this podcast, learn about how God is using technology and innovation in digital and digital environments around the world. Our goal? To help churches like yours learn to be the church digitally. Our heart? That churches like yours will discover a newfound focus on disciple-making that will revolutionize your church. And now, your host, here's Jeff Reed. All right, hey, welcome to the Church Digital Podcast. We're going to have a fun episode here. Um, we, it's, hey, congratulations, y'all survived Christmas. I, I know it was close, it was tight, it was nervous. Some of you were really freaking out. But uh, hey, ministry in, in the Christmas season is, is hard and, and, and it's stressful. And it's, uh, unfortunately, it's, it's one of these seasons. And we talked about seasons and margins and, and boundaries and stuff like that in, in the podcast last week. Last week's podcast was was a little heavy, you know, coming into the Christmas season, a lot of stress with that. But hey, we just we wanted to have a little more fun uh, in the season. So we are doing the 2021 Podcast Awards. And by we, I mean the Church Digital Podcast Network. Now, what's interesting is most of you out there are like, what what are you talking about a podcast network? So yeah, hey, by the way, 2022, just in, in a matter of weeks, we are starting up a podcast network and we're going to be rolling out you know you are getting an inside scoop here because we are rolling out a bunch of changes with the church digital and and are really starting to look at aggressively platforming more speakers more content uh more resources to help churches like yours understand how to manage the digital and, and the great thing is it's more than just me because I have my nuances, I have the things that I'm looking for, and I work for some churches. But the, here's here's an inside scoop: I don't work for everybody. Like it, some of the stuff that I talk about, the aggressiveness of, of the approach, it's it's not for every church. And so, rather than you know just serving the the small group, the niche group that's wanting to be more experimental and aggressive, we're really moving into the season of of wanting to embrace more of of helping a whole lot of different churches, where regardless of where they are, what they're they're looking for and so we're going to get to the podcast at awards we're going to get there in a little bit the best of, of 21 i'm kind of excited where we're going but i want to take a moment here let's introduce this is just some of the team some of the team wasn't able to make it today but some of the team here with with where we're going and so first off we've got tom pounder tcd sidekick this guy's been doing digital ministry for uh, uh maybe actually tom you have been doing it longer than me like uh, on on the like for a church. So congratulations, Grandpa. You you're the guy. Do you want to you want to maybe talk a, a little bit, share a little bit about about who you are? Yeah, I'm uh, Tom Pounder. I'm in uh, Northern Virginia, which is just outside of Washington D.C., about 25 minutes. But with traffic, it's actually probably like an hour or more. So, but um, yeah, isn't everything like an hour in in around there? Yeah, it's it's a little crazy. Now that we just heard a stat though that. Traffic is down 65 percent from 2019. So even though it's you know it's improving, it's still kind of insane at times. It took a global pandemic to get there. Thank you, COVID. Like that just is. Is there anything? COVID is the gift that just keeps on giving. That thank you for that. That was beautiful. You know what's great about that is it still takes an hour. That's right. All the construction that's going on that happens all the time. Uh, I've been doing ministry uh, since 1997. Uh, student ministry is my background, uh, and I um, started doing online ministry around 2014, 2015. Um, and when we wanted to start doing uh, online ministry, we were uh, given some cameras and given the HD 500 uh, from Exponential, uh, and they let us use it. And so we started doing it. 
And so they they nominated me because I was the student minister. And they said, oh, you're on social media. You could easily pick this up, which I had no, no idea how to do. So, um, yeah, so I've been doing that. It's been fun. It's been awesome. I, I like to blog. I like to podcast. And you can find all my stuff at thechurch.digital. Uh, I, I love doing that stuff and just kind of writing about digital stuff. So and how it applies into our practical ministry experiences. I love that. And so Tom's podcast is TCD Sidekick. It publishes on Wednesdays, uh, still going right now and rolling through. Uh, love that. Hey, let's let's get to the next one. I'm excited about all these guys. But uh, Andy Mage is is coming on. And Andy, I've I've known for we were trying to figure it out pre-COVID, maybe maybe two and a half, three years connected with him. Uh, through an online Bible study I, I was leading with some other digital pastors back pre-COVID. Uh, Andy, tell us a little bit uh, about, about you, your ministry, and, and, and what you're looking to do here uh, with the podcast moving forward in 22. Yeah, uh, I'm Andy Mage. I am a digital pastor uh, for Bay Hope Church down in Tampa, Florida. Uh, but more than that, I'm looking to expand the kingdom digitally because there's such a, a large ministry field out there right now. And there's a lot of a lot of people that need to feel the love of Jesus in the online sphere. And so that's what we're here to do. And uh, yeah, like like Jeff said, we, we connected through a Bible study that I think back to those years and think, oh, man, what if we would have known what we know now, we would have been way further ahead right now. Uh, we would have been doing a whole lot more. We were we were so young then, Jeff. Uh, my beard was, you commented at a meeting yesterday that my beard was starting to get gray. And I, while I, I took umbrage at that, I went home and looked in the mirror and went, yeah, you're getting older. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it really is. That's true. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be part of the part of the network here to be with these guys and to everyone else that we're going to be uh, kind of kicking it with. Um, I'm looking at starting something new uh, with the Church Digital Podcast or the Church Digital uh, Podcast Network, excuse me. And it 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 kind of has to deal a little bit on the more production side, but not so much as cameras and cables and all that other stuff. Instead, the idea that when we communicate, we're communicating through this kind of glass eyeball that I'm pointing at. And if you're listening to this on audio, I just pointed at the camera uh, that there are usually thousands of people on the other side of that camera, but realistically, you're only trying to reach one person. And so I, I want to start a podcast called Breaking the Fifth Wall. And it's really sort of a, a teaching time for pastors and leaders and group leaders and um, people that are going to be on camera in the digital kingdom sphere that we're, we're looking to really minister to. And, and that's designed around communication. It's designed around how to actually talk to people when there's not an actual person there, when I have to look at a screen to talk to other people, it is a skill. And it's one of those skills that I think a lot of pastors that I've seen have not mastered. And so I want to help them. I want to help the the greater community out there really start to utilize their communication skills. Because let's face it, a lot of these pastors are used to speaking to big groups of people, and they're used to presenting themselves and standing in such a way and blocking in such a way. And that doesn't work when all I have is a you know, a three by four screen or a 16 by nine screen that I'm at home or in a studio somewhere. And so breaking the fifth wall is designed to really help people through that journey and help them really start to communicate and use their gifts the way God intended them to be used. 
love that content's going to be so important moving forward and and understanding how to communicate to that yeah like when you said four three i'm not going to lie i cringed a little bit inside with with the with that resolution but i hear you i feel you you know not everybody's doing the super wide that i'm looking at right now and so i'm it's cool we're good hey so chesley lundy's next up and and, and excited about this we've been uh, I spent some time just recently with Chesley out in Kansas City, hanging out with Rob Wagner and and some of the things we're working on on the Digital Church Network. More on that later. You know, I kind of like to tease stuff and roll it out slowly. But hey, Chesley, maybe talk here a little bit about what you're wanting to focus on. Meet your ministry story, of course, but what what you're focusing on in 22 uh, through the network. Yeah, some of you that have listened to the Church Digital podcast know that I'm a church planter, digital church planter with King City. And uh, we are starting a podcast in 2022 called Church Disrupted. Clayton Christensen uh, with the Harvard Business Institute talks about disruption of prevailing models of industry. And I believe we are probably in the third biggest disruption the church has ever faced. And so what that means is what got us here won't help us succeed in the future. And so we need new uh, in, new strategies, new vision. And so I want to take industry leaders from other industries that have already been in digital, uh, the digital playing field for a little while with community building, with uh, infrastructure and talk to them and get new insights that we can be begin to translate into the church world. So that way we can be successful in the in the new era of church, which I believe is going to be our finest hour. By the way, I love surrounding myself with smart people and then listening to them. And even just listening to Chesley describe the Church Disrupted podcast that's coming soon. Yeah, I feel smarter, and I'm looking forward to hearing that voice and seeing that out there. Another smart guy uh, is going to be Garrett Silgey. And and, uh, I listen to him quite a bit when it comes to the live production and some of the work. Garrett's been been a friend for years and has been working, uh, even in this COVID season, has been doing a lot of work with the Church Digital. First off, he's, he's the editor of, of all of the podcasts and assembles these together weekly. And, and so he does a great job with that. Side note, if you're ever looking for somebody, Garrett and his team does an incredible job at, at assembling podcasts. And so if you're looking for that, I, I can connect you. would be happy to do that. But he also is, is running uh, TCD, the Church Digital Production. We've been running uh, a production company on, on the side. It started as a side hustle. And it's now it's a very it's still a side hustle, but it's a very significant side hustle. And so Garrett and I are actually now partners uh, in this business and, and and running that out. And so congratulations, Garrett. Um, you know, love having you as a, a partner. Like, I mean, that that that's a big deal. So, hey, but Garrett, talk to me a little bit, uh, man, your ministry story and, and what you're looking to do in 22. Yeah, uh, my name is Garrett. As Jeff said, I um I usually like to stay behind the scenes, so that's why this is the first time you see me on the screens. Um, I'm, I like being in the the behind the camera of the Church Digital Podcast, but uh, Jeff's encouragement led me to step out from behind the, the the back of the camera to step in and be able to come and talk a little bit about what I do and then also where we're going to go in 2022. So I'm on staff at a church down in Miami, Florida. I oversee the production for our local and global campuses, including streaming at a multi-site church. And uh, as we look towards 2022, not only the production company that Jeff mentioned that that I that I work alongside him with, but also uh, something that he's been encouraging me on is he said, "Hey, you know, you, you've learned a lot in COVID. You've you've learned a lot with the side hustle. As we look towards helping churches find their voice online, 
um, why don't you talk about it? And so that's something that we're going to look to do in 2022 is start looking to talk about and help other churches through the TCD production podcast. And so whether it's a starter level, whether it's coaching through of, hey, Christmas is a tough season for production included. All the events, all the services, everything going on, and you have your family at home. And so talking through what all of that looks like as we look in church 2022, it's not only the gear, which we will be talking about gear, but also then the heart behind it and what you experience as you go through those busy seasons and and letting people know that they're not alone. Love it. Yeah, there's mental health is definitely a, a hot topic right now with the great resignation that's rolling into through 21, heading into 22. We talked about that last week on the podcast, and there's going to be more um, content creators and blogs and podcasts and streams. Like with the Church Digital, we're really wanting to kind of open this up and, and really become um, a, a force within the church just to even acknowledge what some of these things are and how digital can help and how digital is a different beast that that needs to operate in a, in a different way. And so look for more and in including these voices uh, coming very soon in 22. You'll hear about that more in, in the weeks to come. But hey, we're going to shift gears and, and let's let's start to have some fun here. Uh, so here's what I did. I asked these guys, hey, what are the what are the podcasts? What are the things that you've listened to in 21? What are the most impactful either episodes or shows, Christian church? not church, business, uh, fun stuff. Like, what is the thing that has impacted you in 21? I've got a list of some. I don't know how many we'll get to here in the time, but would love to kind of dialogue through here and, and present some awards because, hey, we got to present some awards. I don't know that, you know, they'll actually get an award, but at least they get like verbal recognition and a pat on the back. So number one here to kick this off and um, most likely, Andy, this is going to be you. This is your, you're, you're kicking off the show right here. Most likely to listen to at 2x speed, the Dan Lebetard show uh, with Stugatz. Andy, talk to me. What? Why? Why is this? What? Why? Why 2x speed? Why do you like this guy? Okay, so let let me explain real quick. I do a number of other podcasts throughout. I do a podcast for our church. I do a podcast for another uh, company that I work with called the Alter Live Show. And typically my delivery is a little bit faster. And so I have to continually tell myself, slow down, slow down, slow down. Well, this year in 2021, it was a banner year for me. I upped my podcast listening speed to 1.5x for everything. And so in the slow down, slow down, slow down, I'm always trying to speed up, speed up, speed up because I'm trying to get through as much information as possible because I think I'm a smarter gentleman than I actually am. And so I figure, oh, I got to be erudite and listen to my podcast at 1.5. Well, the Dan Lebetard show is, first of all, it's a sports podcast, not a Christian podcast, fully sports. They're based out of Miami. Uh, so you guys down in Miami can fist pump along with them if you need to. Um, Dan Lebetard has been around for a thousand years doing podcasts along with this guy, Stu Gotts, who's just the most despicable human being in the world. Uh, but they create some of the best content in the world. But the problem is, is that they create so much content. And so, and they talk so slow sometimes. And so it fights all of the slow down, slow down, slow down for me. And so when I'm out working out or running or whatever, I want to get through all their content because I want to hear everything they have to say, but I don't have the time. So what do you do? You flip on Overcast, you turn to the 2X, you, everything feels a little bit speed up. Your brain turns into mush for about the first three weeks while you're doing this. 
And then all of a sudden it starts to make sense and you start to adapt and everything starts to sound normal. And so now that I'm listening to us talk here, I'm realizing like, man, we're talking real, real slow. Maybe we need to speed up a little bit. The Dan Lebitard show has led me to listen to everything in my life at 2x speed and I could not be more thankful to him. Any, any other fans, by the way, before I segue, any other fans of Libertard just in the room? Yeah, I, it's a guilty pleasure. I love Stu Gatz so much. He is despicable. <laughs> he, is, he is the worst it's, human being in the world. He really uh, is. And he plays that character so well. Yes, he does. And uh, so I was doing insurance a few years ago and ended up in Miami during spring break. So I literally slept in my car for a week and a half. And that's how I made it through was Dan Levitard's two gots on ESPN. So, yeah. You know, I, I actually I can't I cannot listen to the Levitard show anymore. I, I had to take it. I had to remove it from my overcast account. Uh, and this is an honest to God truth. Don't laugh at me, but you'll laugh at me. I have a medical condition. It's actually a severe medical condition. It's called laughter-induced syncope. When I laugh so hard, I actually stop breathing and I pass out. Like I have I've been sitting in this chair. I have passed out. I have fallen. I've hit my head. I have had a concussion in the middle of an online Bible study. True story. Going maybe this is maybe three years ago, pre-COVID. And so, like, when I listen to the Libertard show. The chances of me laughing so hard I pass out increases at such a high level. I almost passed out while driving on the turnpike. And it's like, I don't think I can do this anymore. I can't, I cannot listen to this guy because it's so funny. I just, I can't, I like, I'll die. It's literally die. Can you sue them for that? If you crash your car because you're laughing at their pocket, can you sue them? Is that how that works? Are you telling me I could have a chunk of Libertad Empire? Like, I, I'm not telling anything because we're recording this and it's that red light is on. You need to consult your lawyer. <laughs> yeah. However, there might be something there for you. I, that, that'll be coming up soon. All right. So we're going to shift gears now. Number two, that, that was beautiful. Hey, uh, the next one, Tom, this is you. Most likely to be added to Jeff's Overcast account. Did not know this was even a thing till Tom said, hey, did you know? And this is going to be church juice. So Tom, share a little bit here. What, what do you think and what do you love about Church Juice? Well, Church Juice is a kind of a church communications uh, podcast. They focus on uh, social media stuff and communication stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of different podcasts out there, church podcasts. And one of my biggest pet peeves is consistency. Like you start things and you go gangbusters and you're like, great. And then you don't do anything for like months at a time. Uh, and so with Church Juice, they've been fairly consistent throughout the year, which has been great. And they just offer short, like 30-minute episodes where they're encouraging you with practical tips on social media or email marketing. And it's host, like one of the co-hosts is my friend, and I, Jeff, you know her as well, Jeanette Yates. She's fantastic. She's from Jacksonville, and she works for Texan Church. But uh, they do a great job. Uh, uh, doing that podcast, encouraging uh, church communicators, again, with practical tips. So I, I really enjoy it. Just had a meeting with Jeanette actually uh, like two days ago, and that was the first time I'd heard of the podcast, went and just subscribed right then and there while we were talking. It's been awesome so far. Yeah, Je Jeanette's, a, Jeanette's a friend. Um, she, by the way, I just told her on Twitter the other day, like, you've got an open uh, invitation. Anything you ever want to publish on the church digital would love it. Love her voice. Uh, and, and excited for me to to check out the podcast. Literally did not know she was doing it. the last thing podcast that I thought she was doing was the 
two girls and the whatever that thing was uh, that it she had stopped a couple of years ago. Two church girls. Yeah. Was it two church girls or something like that? Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Something, yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Cool. Hey, number three. Moving on here. Um, this is so good. The church that all of us want to go work at. Hey, Garrett, this was you. Why don't you talk a little bit about this one? As I edit the podcast, like I see the titles coming up. And so I saw this one and I was like, nah, it can't be that easy. And and Jeff finally like said, hey, so this podcast is going to be about this. And I was like, all right, tell me more. Um, and the, the podcast, the, the label of it was about cast member church. And I was like, are you telling me there is a church devoted solely for cast members? My wife and I are Disney fanatics. Um, I proposed in Disney. We went on our honeymoon in Disney. And um, we even already took our one-year-old to Disney. Like we're, we're, we're diehard Disney fans. Um, and so when I heard about this, I was like, this is awesome. The fact that there's a church, not a physical building, uh, but there is a church that is designed at reaching cast members who are a unique group of individuals who are fatigued, who work long, crazy hours, and probably no one relates to them unless you have been one of them or are one of them. And so it was, it was just really encouraging as I was sitting there editing the podcast to hear about the the team behind the scenes of Cast Member Church and how they just love on, on, a, on a group of people that probably are forgotten a lot of times. They're probably too tired to ever think about going to church. And so instead, um, they decided to say, hey, we're going to create a platform where you can invite and engage people right where you're at and maybe get someone to come and join you uh, that would never walk in the doors of a church. And so it's, it's completely digital. They engage people at home. And the cool part is it's cast members all around the world. So in case you don't know, there are Disney parks all around the world. And they, they have people from all of those Disney parks in their group. And that was just that was just mind blowing. It was exciting to hear about what they're doing to engage this this niche group. It's a small group. It's it's not. They know this is not going to be the church that's going to have millions of people in it. But they set off on a mission and said, "Look, digitally, we can engage a small group of people. It's not open to everyone. It's open to people who have that unique background, have that unique ability to relate with each other, and be able to say, "I know you're tired too. Let's talk." And just that that one-on-one discipleship of being able to relate to people, being able to pour into people one-on-one and not just speak from a platform and listen in an audience, that method of discipleship is going to be a lot more successful in a group of people that are probably too exhausted or probably fall asleep in a one-hour church service in the building. And so it was just really exciting to hear about it. And I loved every minute of that podcast. By the way, if they're looking for a digital pastor, uh, I'll throw my name in the hat. There's a bunch of people. If they launch a physical representation of it and they need a production guy, I was like, hey. We used to joke about opening a multi-site campus at Disney World. And it just when, when I literally stumbled across uh, Stephen here, Stephen Barr, and was like, man, you're, you're actually doing this. Like, this isn't a joke. Like, this isn't like this is your this is your thing. Uh, it's, it's an incredible podcast. We'll link to it in, in the show notes as I'm literally wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt on, on the screen. You know, hats off to to the creativity uh, with him and that. But hey, let's let's move on. Number four, uh, we're gonna we're gonna spend a minute on this one. Podcasts that made me question my early faith years. Hey, Andy, we're gonna have a long conversation here, but why don't why don't you get us started? 
everybody in Christendom, I felt like, listened to the rise and fall of Mars Hill from Christianity Today. And I know for me, uh, I got saved right around the time that Mark Driscoll was really blowing up, really in the early 2000s. And I don't know about you guys, but I was I was impacted by Mars Hill, not not only by Driscoll and his preaching, but by the music. I was I, I, I got into ministry as a worship pastor. I was a worship pastor for 12 years. Mars Hill worship was doing so many crazy things. One of the, my favorite, the band I got saved to is this band called Thrice. And the lead singer was Dustin Kensrew and Dustin Kensrew. Yeah, he was a worship leader for. And so there was this weird confluence of things. And so I'm listening to this podcast and going, how did we let this happen? How as Christians in the West, did we let some of this happen? And I and I sat back and I started to think about the times that I had been out listening to Mark Driscoll on a podcast and going, that formed my early, and I don't know about the rest of you guys and I wanna hear input, but that formed a lot of my early faith years. And it made me really, I, I, have, I have journal pages full this year after listening to those podcasts and going, man, do I need to, do I need to rethink X, Y, and Z about what I had been formed on? I was a college student, 2007, and it was the I was doing a project for the emerging church movement, and so Rob Bell, Doug Paget, Brian McLaren, and then this dude named Mark Driscoll, and uh, it was the first time I heard verse by verse Bible teaching in my life. I grew up Word of Faith Pentecostal. Don't hold that against me. So I was floored. I was floored. And then a couple years later, uh, in the military, I got stationed out in Tacoma, Washington, about 40 minutes away from the Ballard campus. So I ended up, you know, traveling there every weekend, got, in a, got hooked up in a small group. I went to church there for a year. Um, actually, we were, I was flying into Kansas City, Missouri this, uh, this weekend and finished the last episode uh, called Aftermath. And it wrecked me, man. Uh, I now live in Glendale, Arizona, about 15 miles away from Mark's new church. Um, and uh, weird thing, um, the sale of his church building is going to fund my church plant. So uh, interesting tidbit how it's come full circle. But I got my call to church planting sitting in Mars Hill Ballard. Like um, I, I am where I'm at a lot of because a, a lot of the good reasons that I'm in ministries because of Mars Hill. And yet, um, dude, I, I asked the same question. I'm looking inside me going, am I egotistical? Am I narcissistic? Uh, what do I need to do to take, to get that out of me? Because I don't want to be that type of leader. And, and, and I'm afraid as you grow platforms like this, uh, the, the danger of, uh, of digital church is I think you're going to start seeing a lot of them be influencers and they're going to gain notoriety. And I'm worried about that. I, I know that's one of the inherent dangers of what we do. And so I'm asking God, how do you just dig out that egotistical narcissism in my heart? So that way, when I come across the people, uh, they don't think I'm an a-hole and I don't end up ruining the faith of so many people. Some of them, my friends that went to church there were, not, were on staff there. Well, and, and I almost wonder, you said something about the influencers. I, I would say that that's already been happening for years and we've just been masking it with other things. And so I'm hoping, and I know that Christianity Today, I don't, I don't think they were trying to do like a rip roaring expose, but instead we're trying to smooth out some of the future of the kingdom by looking in the past. And so 
I almost feel like the influencer culture that has been taking over everything, shoe brands onto churches, is something that they're looking at and going, we don't want, we don't want rock star pastors. We don't want that. We, we instead want kind of what we're trying to do here with the church digital of let's, let's plant actual kingdom minded, kingdom minded, humble folk all across the world that actually want to reach people for Jesus and not want to platform themselves and make sure that their books get sold and by whatever means necessary and that their Twitter accounts get mentioned and yada, yada, yada. This hits home for me. I didn't listen to the podcast, um, and so I wasn't really informed about Mars Hill growing up or anything like that. But I will just say what you guys are talking about, the church influencer kind of market and the fact that we all have to have a side hustle that um, we're known for and we publicize that. I, like, I, know, I know church leaders now who are getting paid by church to do this job but are yet doing something completely different as a side hustle and making money. And I think that's a, that's a dangerous line that we're walking right now. And we have to be careful. Um, our online presence has, we have a lot of opportunity to make a huge impact for the kingdom, not for the kingdom of Tom, but the kingdom of God, you know? So I love this discussion. I, I should probably listen to that podcast. It's going to take you a little bit. The first, the first, five or six episodes are only about an hour long and then it's a grind and it's a, it's a two hour, two plus hour. I mean, you turn it to turn it to 1.5 X and just let it rip. But uh, it's a, it turns into a grind because there's a lot of stuff. Once they start to, it's almost like the, it starts very, very 10,000 feet and pulls back to 30,000 feet as, as it gives you all the little details. And I'm getting chills thinking about it, but there's some things that were said that I came home, I, I would got running and I'd, listen to it in the morning and I'd come back and I'd come over to my wife and I'd give her a hug and I would just tell her like, hey, if I have ever made you feel like you are less than a human being, like you are less than a partner in this marriage, et cetera, et cetera, please let me know right now for the good of my own faith, for the good of my own uh, testimony right now. And, you know, by and large, she would say no. Of course, she'd joke and say, yes, you're making me feel whatever. But but by and large, it was not. But but still, there's that there's that thing inside of us that's as leaders, we want to go oh man, am I being a servant leader or am I being a Mark Driscoll adjacent leader? Yeah. I, I, to be honest, I'm one of those, I'm one of those guys, just like Tom was talking about. I, I haven't listened to it. Um, I'm, I, honestly, for me, it's, a, it, it was a trigger. Like I got maybe halfway through the first episode and I'm like, I don't, I don't need this in my life. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not Mark Driscoll, but I've lived that story. I didn't work at Mars Hill, but that's been my past experience. And so for me, it started just opened up the can of worms. And I was like, hey, you know what? The rest of Christian subculture can can enjoy this a podcast. Hopefully it's helpful. Um, but I, I don't I don't I don't need that that experience in, in my life. Now, I have heard somebody told me this and, and I don't Rob Rob Wagner. Now, we were actually talking about it. Uh, oh, did you see that name drop? Rob Wagner, very, very good. Casey Underground. That was that was nice. Do we need a bell every time it every time it happens? Sweet. Ding. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, he, he's he's like Jeff. It didn't have it didn't have the answers. Like they they never turned the corner and proposed solutions. They just reported the problem. I'm curious. Would would love y'all's take. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? We were we were having a conversation on. Um, I, I do a podcast called The Weekday uh, with my brother that we put out with our church, and we were having a conversation about it on that podcast, and we came to that same conclusion of it never gave answers. But that's okay, because I think in the big scheme of things, history books don't give answers either. 
but knowing history allows us to see what not to do in certain circumstances. And so I think if we are able to form our own opinions and our own ways forward, that's better than having a company or a magazine or a brand dictate, this is how you need to do church going forward. Yeah, I would agree with that, Andy. I would agree with that very much. Uh, I, I think the concern with trying to give answers with something like this um, is you'll inevitably give the wrong one. And um, I, I, the world is built, Tom, you just mentioned the fact that we've got this, you know, we're getting paid to do church, but, you know, most of us have to have a side gig to, to pay the bills. And there's a real uh, possibility that we gain more notoriety in our side gig than we do doing the stuff that we do. Do we stop doing the kingdom building over here? No, we just, I think, I think in the influencer model, I don't think it's going away. Um, I think that's how throughout human history, that has been how people interact with each other. They put some people on pedestals. It's not, uh, it's not immoral. I think it's amoral. I think what becomes immoral is the person's heart and their inclination towards uh, thinking they're all that in a bag of chips, you know? And so um, I would love to see people um, intentionally hitch themselves to something less than on purpose so that they can raise the platform of that thing while their platform is being risen. Um, I mean, shoot, Rob is one of those guys. Like Rob used to be a megachurch pastor, and what he's doing with microchurch um, – it's intentionally this way because we don't want to move into that that space. So even as his star is rising in evangelicalism, like it's all pointing towards Jesus and what he can do through the lives of others. And if you are going to have a platform, I would say that's what we should be doing. Yeah, I, I, th- I think oftentimes we've we the church in 2021, at least here in the West, but maybe 2022 is different, but I think we've, we've lost sight of, of Christ. We we're designing systems that uh, are, are fully operational on their own. And they're not even leaving. They're not leaving room for the Holy spirit there. We're designing a system so that the Holy spirit is no longer responsible was no longer necessary. And that, that can be a scary thing. Um, I mean, if you really stop and think about it, yeah, it's powerful. Yes. It's incredible. Yes. It's impressive. Uh, but I don't know that it's, biblical. And, and so that's some of the challenge. And, and thank you, Christianity Today. It was Christianity Today, right? Yeah, Christianity Today for for putting the energy into doing something like that. I know that was a that was a beast and it was controversial. And either you loved it or you hated it. And they had a lot of good press with it. They had a lot of bad press uh, with it. But but hopefully, once again, you know, the history books will, will speak of what happened. And hopefully that is on record, uh, not against Mars Hill, but against all of us, the the plank in all of our eye is nothing compared to the speck um, that's in in one. And so, you know, thanks for doing that. Uh, maybe one day I'll listen to it when I'm in the middle of therapy, and we can use that as the springboard to a much deeper conversation. Hey, so so let's get back into it. That was maybe that was maybe the success of 2021, um, uh, at least in um, you know podcast Christian realms. Let's talk about one of the failures, the biggest. Swing and a miss of all 2021 podcasting clubhouse. That's right. Clubhouse. Uh, Tom, actually, no, Chesley. Chesley, why don't, why don't you talk a little bit about this one? 
Yeah, so pod, uh, I love podcasting, and I thought Clubhouse was going to blow up. And I was on there every other day, and I'm like, dude, you got to check this out. Uh, I love the idea of you had to know somebody to get there. I think it's probably because of my nostalgia with Facebook and how that happened. Uh, my little sister uh, was the one that introduced me to it because she did some uh, attorney work for them. And I'm like, this is amazing. So I got to go on pretty early. Um, and then it just didn't take off. And probably because guys like me got too busy to be on there and then trying to search through relevant conversations uh, for yourself. And it's just like, I don't got the time, you know. And some of these people's opinion, they probably shouldn't have one. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, me included, me included, you know. And uh, I think Clubhouse had a good idea, but I don't think it was helpful in the overall term of how do we use this as a church leader um, other than building my own platform. And then you had Twitter and Facebook and all these other guys coming, Hey, we can beat you. And their platforms overtook clubhouse pretty quickly. And I think, well, we're like, yes, this is the future. And it wasn't, we, we didn't get that right. Well, it, it was, it was the future, but they just, they didn't capitalize on it. Like they couldn't figure out how to get the audience and, and just Twitter just jumped them and, and, and Facebook, you know, just rolled out their, their audio. I like an audio conversation. I think it's a powerful tool. Uh, but it just they they couldn't they couldn't corner the market and they let some other people in and it let's just be honest it took them forever to get Android on like I, I'm why I don't I don't know programming I don't know what's going on but when you only have a sector of the industry and, and you're having to like exclude a major portion of mobile users like of course yeah that just was the door wide open I have no idea what took so long but I think it would be a completely different conversation if Android actually was able to, to come in. Tom, you've had, uh, you've had some success, right, with, with uh, Twitter, with Twitter Spaces. What does that look like for you now? Well, I'm, I'm reevaluating some things on Twitter Spaces, uh, but I, I will second the Clubhouse. Clubhouse is a great idea. I think just the simple fact that social networks, already established networks like Twitter and now Facebook um, are really building into it. I think, you know, everyone, everyone I see on Twitter now jokes, Hey, remember when we did clubhouse and everyone just kind of laughs. It's kind of funny to, to see that. But um, I like with Twitter spaces, I think there's some, some real cool opportunities there again with um, you could do a digital Bible study, uh, a simple Bible study that you could do on there. You could do a discussion group about stuff that's happening online and with online ministry. Um, and the way Twitter, is updating it pretty regularly. And so um, they've really kind of, they've figured out ways to schedule stuff. They figured out ways that people can pay for some things as well on it. So I think Twitter spaces provides a cool opportunity. I think 2022 will be a really big year for Twitter spaces as more and more people start doing it. I start seeing it now on Twitter at the very top. I start seeing it more and more often on my, on my Twitter feed. Has anybody tried the Facebook one yet? It's it's in beta on my account. I'm just curious. I haven't had a chance to kick the tires on it. Yeah, it's in beta. It it was really laggy when I opened it up. Well, I mean, oh, Meta's got a bunch of money. I'm sure they'll they'll throw something at it. You know, to get that cleaned up. I was thinking it, it fits with the Twitter's framework. So, uh, like Twitter's framework makes complete sense for for what they're doing with Twitter Spaces. So I think it'll I think it'll take off there 
because it's just aligned with who they are as a as a brand and an organization. So that's pretty cool. Unlike Periscope. Pour one out, man. Pour one out for Periscope. <laughs> Rest in power. All right. M- moving on. Uh, most likely to inspire Tom Pounder to kill someone. Uh, this is this is a fun one. This one hits close to home. Tom, you want to share a little bit about this one? Well, it's not to kill someone. It's to solve a crime or solve a mystery. You know, I mean, I don't want to kill him. Oh, okay. Listen, I'm really like going all the way back to serials, season one of Serial. I really got hooked on the true crime podcast and these unsolved cases or or questions, questionable cases. Uh, so I'm really into the, that kind of stuff. And um, one I discovered, it started in 20. 20- 19 but it wrapped up actually no it started in 2020 wrapped up last year well this year 2021 and uh it's called um your own backyard and it uh it was a guy just an average joe he wasn't even a podcast or anything like that but he just started looking into the disappearance of kristen smart and kristen smart disappeared one night after a party in 1996 uh, right around, that was my junior year in college. And so she was kind of right around my age. Uh, and I remember the attention it got nationwide. Um, she just disappeared. And uh, this guy just started digging into it a little bit more. It was a kind of a cold case. Even though they said it was never a cold case, it really was. Um, they weren't really making any progress. This guy solved it. I mean, this guy solved the the disappearance and he got... Um, he got the police and everybody that they arrested two people who were they were always known to have been the people that everyone always suspected them to be the people. But the the police had a bunch of different missteps and um, and errors and some prosecution stuff and everything like that. But, I mean, they were able to arrest the guys and the guys are in trial. They'll be on trial this year um, for her murder. And uh, it was fascinating. It was completely fascinating and so i just i like when i i binged all the the episodes i missed and then i started listening to it regularly it was it was awesome i have a confession to make though you were the guy no i'm a serial killer though so i try to down a bowl of reese's buffs once a week so yeah waiting for the punchline i i I feel a lot smarter now yeah well well done tom did you watch only murders no. Okay. Only murders in the building. I think it was on. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh no. 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 I did. I did watch that. I know it's not. I know it's not podcast. But Steve Martin, Martin Short. Come on. The two best comics ever. Oh, they were. They were really funny. They were really funny. That. That was a great thing. Do y'all? Does anybody else like get into the true crime kind of podcast stuff? I. I was big into serial season one, season two, maybe. And and I just I like I've tried to listen to some of this other stuff. I can't. I can't get into it. You know, my wife likes that stuff. And then she has nightmares and she thinks somebody's going to come into the house and break uh, break in. I'm like, quit listening and watching. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. So I don't know if anybody else struggles with that in our house uh, like we do in our house. But hey, yeah, that's my wife, too. She could she f- feels like she could be a private eye. And I don't I don't know that that's how that works. Uh <laughs> <laughs> But she'll listen to those and watch the whole thing. And yeah, I think you got to go to school for that, darling. All right. Well, Tom, don't kill anybody, okay? 2022, like I, no, no serial killer, Tom, um, running around D.C. It'll take you an hour to get anywhere. It takes an hour to get away. Don't, don't, don't do it, okay? Don't be that guy. I, I want to I solve mysteries, not, not kill people. <laughs> 
the FBI is going to get a hold of this podcast and Tom's going on a watch list. I, I guarantee it in, in 22. Like it's, it's a thing. All right. Um, hey, moving on. Uh, here we go. The smartest guy to ever appear on a TCD podcast that isn't named Ed Stetzer. Uh, Garrett, this is you, right? What, what, what are you thinking? One of the podcasts that I, that I really liked was uh, one about video gamers. So I'm a video gamer myself. Um, I, I, I've got a community of guys that we, we play video games. We sync up. We, we probably have a group of 20 of us that uh, are all in a text thread and we'll just check out like, hey, anyone on tonight? And so like I'm, I'm all in on the video game side. And, and so is my wife, actually. My wife grew up playing Legends of Zelda. So like OG like video games, like like nerd, nerd video games. And I make fun of her that she, she may be more nerdy than I am. But uh, so we're a video game family. And so when I heard this podcast talking about how there is someone that decided to create a church just for video gamers, like literally goes out into video game lobbies to church people, to bring the gospel, to talk people through, to counsel, to do all these things in lobbies where if you've played video games, you know, church isn't usually what's talked about in those lobbies. Those lobbies are usually a lot more toxic. <laughs> and so like to, to hear about someone that wanted to step into that toxic realm and say, you know what, I'm going to redeem this toxic realm and I'm going to use it to be able to bring some good. And that was really encouraging a lot. A lot of times video gamers use video games as an outlet because it's not a space. They, they don't feel like they have another comfortable space. And so a, a lot of times video gamers are also introverts, meaning they're not naturally going to bring up anything that they're either struggling with, something they're going through. And so hearing this, just it was, it was really encouraging because it was someone that was reaching out to, a, once again, a niche group of people, a, a, an intentional group of people. This isn't going to reach everyone, but a group of people that probably often are forgotten about or often are, aren't intentionally sought after because they're not going to seek someone. They're not going to seek someone to say, Hey, I want to come to your church or, Hey, I'm struggling with this. Would you talk to me about it? Um, but they'll talk in a video game lobby. And so hearing about uh, Jate's actions and what he does and, and, and part of, of what like he does daily was really encouraging. And it was exciting for me as a video gamer, as a follower of Christ, like it was, it was uh, pretty cool to hear how those two merged. And so that was really, really exciting for me. Yeah, the metaverse and some of the ministry that's happening in that space, video games, virtual reality. I mean, that's, it's crazy to see the number of people right now that are being those, those missionaries uh, like, like Jade is. You know, I can think of uh, Pastor Susie's done, done a lot in that space. Uh, Pastor J Poe, you know, and when you're in the metaverse, you got cool nicknames, uh, you know, like I, I, I haven't, I haven't gotten to that, that level yet, but, uh, I mean, guys that, that are literally, we just did a podcast conversation with a guy named Stuart. He's like 22 and, and he's like, yeah, I'm, I, I go into uh VR chat, uh, which is like the cesspool of the metaverse. It's, it's like AOL, uh, chat rooms in, in the nineties. It's estimated that 40 to 50% of people are having, you know, virtual sex in VR chat um, at any given time in private rooms. And uh, he's going in there to, to do ministry, uh, literally walking into the, the, the metaverse red room district and, and guys like uh, Jate, who's, who's been championing this idea for years, really setting that up. And, and if you've ever, if you've ever met him, if you ever had a conversation, a dude's 20 something. I, I mean, I, I can never actually get him to tell me how old he is. I think I would guesstimate probably around 26 
Yeah, he just turned 26. 26? Okay. Yeah, and it's uh, like the the, uh, the stuff that comes out of his mouth, like in, in the way that he sees the world and his worldview and his perspective, it's, it's like, man, dude, you're really, you see the world different than everybody else. And that doesn't make him wrong. That just makes him further ahead because the stuff that he's talking about and the world that he's seeing is the world that we're going to. Uh, we, the rest of us, we just haven't figured it out yet. Uh, and so love having him I- involved in that. And yes, Garrett Silji did not understand the assignment. He pulled a December podcast. So we'll, 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 we'll leave it in. Uh, but, but at the heart of this, you know, I, I, I well, frankly, you know, we got to say Jade's uh, name on, on the podcast. I'm embarrassed. I am embarrassed that we did not have Jade on the podcast in 21. Like that, when, when that came to, to surface, uh, Garrett, I was, I was shocked. I, you know, I've had him speak at a number of cohorts, worked with him in other areas, and, and maybe that's the excuse. I was just you know, working with him in physical space, and I never thought about doing it on the podcast. Uh, but Jade, if you're listening out there, thanks for like, being the rock star, the humble rock star that you are right now, and, and keep, keep championing the things that you're doing. Well, hey, and that's going to get us to the last one. And and with the Church Digital Podcast within 21, we've had a phenomenal guest list uh, of, of people coming along. The uh, the Dave Ferguson's, the Peyton Jones, Jared and Ann Roth, uh, uh, Matt Engel, Jason Morris, Jeff Hook, Rob Wagner, Ray Diarmas. I kind of feel like we need to pour one out for Ray that he's not wasn't able to join us and so proud of what he's doing uh, through the um, medical technician and and, and I, just, I I spent I spent like almost half an hour with him yesterday on the phone just kind of catching up with where he is in life uh the Greg Atkinsons the Pastor Susie's Justin Murph Matt Anderson Mindy Caliguire Jay Cranda like there's been a ridiculous amount of smart people uh, a lot of wisdom that's come through this podcast in 21 but but for me really like the 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 award for the podcast that still keeps me up at night uh that I still can't get this out of my head uh, is Sam George. And, and it's episode 120. We'll include all these links in, in the show notes. I know Chesley, uh, you know, he and I have talked about this Sam George conversation several times. Um, dude is a, is a missiologist. Um, a, and he's from India. And it has his, once again, his worldview and, and the, the research and the understanding that he st- understands at a global level is ridiculous and and it was funny i i had a introductory conversation with him it was meant to be just like hey how you doing would love to you know talk with you some more about some things at at a global level and i just went on my zoom i like my my, all my all my zoom calls are automatically recorded um other than i know real reason just kind of always just had it default to record and um i had basically an hour-long conversation with this guy it was supposed to be 15 minutes and, and instead of like the introductory stuff, he just dove in and, and, and it was like we were drinking from the fire hydrant, uh, trying to understand um, the potential of what digital can be in the global realm. And, and, and it was was funny. I and the thing, this is the part that keeps me up at night. Like I, I, I was he's like, well, what do you do, Jeff? And I started talking about my, my digital. I started talking about digital only church planting some of the things that we were doing this is like early 21 maybe march or april and um and 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 he says at some point later on he's like hey jeff all that all that stuff that you're doing with digital uh it's too small you 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 are a drop in the ocean of what digital can be you need to think much bigger and and i i honest to god i was like wait 
wait, what? Like, no, uh, no. Do you not know everything that I'm, I'm like doing? But it's like, it's like you're just you're you're just scratching the surface of of what can be. And, and so, honestly, for for y'all out there that are listening, remember and and realize with me that the stuff that we are doing now is just scratching the surface of what digital can be. And and seeing things like Zuckerberg's meta announcement, seeing things like um, the churches that are being successful in this digital and, and meta space, um, the movement of what's happening globally, where people in Iran are literally being discipled and are bringing others to Christ via WhatsApp. They're, we're doing evangelism training via WhatsApp because in Iran, digital's all they have. And they're seeing borderline revival happening as a result. We we're we we haven't figured this out here in in, in the West and in, in America. And we, there's opportunities for us to learn so much in in, in the months and years ahead. Uh, and so, man, I just I want that to be the challenge of of 2022. Like, there's an opportunity for us to turn the corner to learn something in, in this season, um, and, and we that we haven't done before. It takes a little bit of humility, takes a little bit of releasing control. And those are two things that are very hard for the church. Uh, if you can fall back on that Mars Hill conversation we had earlier as evidence of that. Uh, but at, at the heart, um, we have to, in order to allow the spirit to have the ability to control this thing and, and, and to right the ship. So, hey, I, I know, Chesley, you know, I, did you have any any thoughts or comments on 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 that, Sam George? You remember much from that? Yeah, I do. Uh, and, you know, you you like threw me out a couple books that I like read in the next two days because of it. But um, just thinking about his conversations uh, about the third culture and how there's a third culture wave getting ready to emerge has already started. Uh, I think it's going to crest in the next 10 years. Basically, what that means is there are a lot of kids that have multicultural expressions that they were born into. And out of that, they relate to the world a very different way uh, than than those of us that are first culture, which is just I'm I'm Anglo, I'm American, I'm a male like that. That's what I know. Um, I think if you look at the way the digital world has operated in the last 10 years, especially with my kids, there's going to be this new or and it is already emerging, this new culture emerging where you're going to see. um cultural streams intersect in a way that they've never intersected before. Um, I, I can, I see like uh, we're seeing an emergence of Asian cultures becoming more predominant. I think that's going to continue. Um, obviously the last two years for America has brought out some, uh, some, some need for racial reconciliation and we're going to continue to see that. So that conversation in and of itself that Sam began to talk about was very helpful. But the other piece of it is the ecclesia and diaspora uh, and how this is the first time in human history where we can be gathered and scattered simultaneously. Like the implications of that is huge. I, I think when I look back of how Paul operated, I think Paul wouldn't have sat here and debated theology he would have jumped in with everything he's got to go reach people that need Jesus that would never step foot in an institution because he understood what it was to be the ecclesia in, in a space, an intimate, 
enemy territory, and he understood the mission that called us to go and make disciples of all nations. And so I'm really excited about that. I think Sam hit it right on the head there. Yeah, it's it's that it's the the here in America, like we really understand the ecclesia. We really are passionate about the gathering. Don't don't uh, abandon the gathering. Hebrews ten twenty five ten somewhere around there. You know, I just I have that verse quoted at me. It almost feels like weekly as, as a reason to not do digital. But what's fascinating is the diaspora, the the breaking of that gathering, the the spreading of it. This is actually where God moves. And this is the this is the challenge of of digital um, is to to break and to spread. Now, diaspora in itself alone is not good. The diaspora needs to break the ecclesia in order to create new ecclesias. We need the separation of the current gathering to create more gatherings. And through that break, we're allowing God to move through us as we're walking, literally as we're going. And in creating those new ecclesia, those new environments around. And so this is where I think digital really has an opportunity to fit in, to allow the diasporatic movements digitally, to allow a recreation of, of new ecclesias digitally, physically and digitally. And, and this may be a radical mindset, which is honestly a lot of the stuff that we want to work with on the Digital Church Network, which is a whole other conversation for another day. But I will say this, 2022 uh, is is going to be an exciting year uh, towards the digital church. Um, we're, we are leaning in through the church digital. We are exploring new things through the digital church network. And there's other stuff that, you know, I'm not even able to talk about right now. It's just so impactful of, of what's happening on, on the road ahead. So, hey, listen, you're going to you're going to see these guys through the church digital through content. You're going to you're going to hear them on podcasts and YouTube and and all sorts of awesome stuff. But we are excited uh, to serve churches like yours and, and help your church understand digital, understand fidgetal, understand multiplication, understand content, understand influencer, understand production, understand the basics of this stuff from from top to bottom. And I didn't even get to the mental health and some of the other things that, that we're hitting with some people that that aren't in, in this room. So it, it's going to be an, an exciting season, but we're going to wrap. Some of this audio, some of these content, some of these these channels have been heavily influential in our 21s. And those of you who are out there, thank you for that. By the way, we will include all the links in the show notes for all of these podcast episodes or to subscribe to the podcast. So if you heard something you like, go ahead and check that out. But we are going to wrap it up. Uh, 21 has been a, a phenomenal year. Even in the midst of a global pandemic, we survived. We figured it out. We did it. And we made it to this point. 22 may be messy again. Um, who knows what Omicron, and I don't want to be pessimistic, but there's a lot of scary things out there in the world today. The consistent thing is Christ. Um, and, and as much as sometimes, even getting back to the conversation about Mars Hill, even as we get distracted and we try to design systems that operate without the need of God and without dependence on the Holy Spirit, maybe just maybe it's time for us to find ways to be more flexible, to be more open, to be more transparent, uh, to be more teachable, to be more shapeable, to allow us. And that, I hope, is the challenge for you. Here in 22, we are going, we're going we're gonna to open up 
like we've said, we're going to do a whole bunch of content aimed at nuances, at helping churches like yours understand some of the challenges of digital, whether it's from a, a content perspective, a discipleship perspective, a, a church planting perspective, from a leadership perspective, from a even a mental health perspective, from, from gear to actually shaping one's soul in digital space and, and, and discipling and prayerfully pastoring people. This is the heart of the church digital in 22 and beyond. So for the crowd that is literally joining me in this call from from Tom, from Andy, from Chesley, from Garrett, I want to tell you this is Jeff with the church digital. Have a happy new year and we're going to see you on the flip side in 22. Y'all have a good one.